0: Hello and welcome to Helpline In Focus. This is where we take the time to explore parenting topics in greater depth. I'm talking deeper dives into challenges like fussy eaters, non-sleepers and tantrum throwers. Each Thursday at 12pm Australian Eastern Standard Time, we'll invite one expert from Babyology's Parent School to join us on Facebook Live. You'll be able to ask your own questions either live or through our Facebook Helpline group. You can see the link below this video or in the notes of the podcast to actually join that group and write your questions. The chat will then be posted the following Saturday. Today, we're talking about how, how to juggle under fives, children who are under five with parenting coach and postnatal doula, Karina Lane. Hi, Karina. How are you? Hi, am Good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So we chose Karina not only because she is very good at giving tips about these things, but also because she has hands-on experience because she has four children. which I somehow managed to forget the twins (laughs) all under five at at the start so oh I remember the chaos so she's here to help you both with her own experience but but coupled with the practical knowledge that she has as a parenting coach and also the gentle kindness of a doula I like to think when we have you on. Yeah. we have got Thank all of you. those things mixed in together. So if you have any questions, if you have, maybe you're bringing a baby home to a toddler, maybe you have two at home already and you're having your third. I think that's actually our first question for the day. Um, but anything like that, I know... Personally, I had no idea how to manage two children. When I had my second, I just thought so many things were impossible, mainly getting out the front door. Mm. But now's your time to ask Karina for her tips and tricks, and we shall start with Jackie. Jackie from melbourne jackie says i'm 33 weeks pregnant with number three i have a five-year-old and a 16 month old i'm freaking out about how i'm going to manage the day-to-day chaos of two under two and a preschooler in the mix any tips Mm -hmm. to make things run more smoothly
1: oh what beautiful chaos you're about to come up against look my my biggest tip and it's probably going to be a theme here is just to keep your expectations nice and realistic, low, (laughs) by that, I mean low, um, nice and realistic. Just don't get too caught up in what needs to get done in the day and all the rules you have to follow. Just keep your expectations super realistic. Be kind to yourself. Um, I know that, you know, for most of us, we forget about self-care because there's no time for that. But you do need to keep your well-being tank full in order to give everything that you're going to be giving to these three little ones. So, yeah, keep those expectations low. Don't give give yourself big to do this and errands to do with three little ones. Lots of days at home. And remember they're fine if with you they're fine at home you it's not your job to entertain them 24 7 um during waking hours they uh, let them get bored let them play um engage when you need
0: to and stay sane put your sanity first (laughs) brilliant uh this next question comes from Frances in canberra she says i have a one-year-old who has just started daycare and a three and a half year old who has been in care for a few years i've just started back at work and there hasn't been a single week where i haven't had to take at least one day of leave to look after one or the other the bugs are just relentless Mm. My husband doesn't get sick days as he works for himself, so it makes more financial sense for me to take the time off. I know this is standard for daycare and eventually they build their immunity, but how do I manage the work juggle? It's a big question, this one, isn't it? It's such a nightmare.
1: It's hard enough to go back to work and put pretend (laughs) pretend to be you know a really committed worker and stuff you're doing your best I'm sure you are committed to your work um but it's hard to switch off parenting in the first place right so that you can do your job at work but then when you're getting calls about sick kids and, and calling into work sick it's awful um and you know from your experience that this is just how it runs and you just have to hang in there. So I guess maybe a chat with your boss or your employers just to let them know this is what I'm dealing with. I'm doing my best because it sounds, at least that, that would might alleviate any guilt that you're feeling um, right now. So chat with them. Um, I feel like maybe Hubby could help a little. Chef's <laughs> oh, nodding. I'm yes, nodding.
0: Yes. Yeah. Because I think I would come up against this a lot yeah. with um, people who work for themselves. Mm. And um, I know at different times it's been me working for myself and other times it's my husband. I hate to say it, but generally it feels like it comes back to the mother to take time off, regardless of what kind of work she has. Mm. And that, that just does my head in because I think if your child is sick, they're sick, someone has to look after them. That's just the basic responsibility of parenting. And both parents, it's not on the mother to always be taking time off, whether you get sick leave or not, your sick leave will run out. And then you'll get sick. Yes. Yes.
1: Then you'll get sick and you'll be forced to take unpaid leave. Mm -hmm. Um, If hobby works for himself, he has the um, amazing gift of being able to be flexible right yeah. so um, perhaps we can compromise with him so that you could kind of take care of the kids at night so he can get some work done um, you know we have to be flexible both sets of parents both mum and dad have to be flexible um, and and be, you know, okay with making these changes if there's kids home from home sick. So I, I mm-hmm. 100% agree with you, Chef. It does it does do my head in as well. Um, but both of you have jobs that are equally
0: important and you've got kids that are equally important. So, yeah. yeah. And I think part of the problem is that um, we live in a society that places work above everything else. So even as a parent, when our child gets sick and your natural inclination is to want to stay with them and look after them, you're still struggling because you feel a responsibility to your employer, to your workplace, which of course has its place as well. Mm-hmm. But the way we're set up in society completely ignores the fact that young children need carers. It's not us, If it's not us, who's it going to be? And mm-hmm. you, you know, our we often struggle with, or I do anyway. My my parents are around and they're really helpful, but they're also older now. Mm-hmm. My father is um, immunocompromised, so you don't want to put sick children with your right. elderly parents either so sometimes the buck stops with us mm-hmm. and we shouldn't feel bad about that and employers should be understanding of that because Absolutely. we need children <laughs> if you want yeah. to make it in financial terms you yeah. still yeah. need kids yeah. the world society. needs more people
1: we're doing like two jobs really we're populating mm-hmm. the world and we're contributing to the
0: workforce so yes that's come right. on, employers Yeah. So also don't feel bad when you have to ask for time off, I guess. And I say that because I always feel bad when Mm. my kids get sick. I always struggle what to do. So Mm. I, I just think it is something that we all, we all need to change our minds Frame our minds differently yeah, about yeah, it. Definitely, mums and dads. Yeah. Bigger issue there. Can't solve that one today, can we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next question comes from Miriam in Perth. She says, I have a very shy four year old and I want to get her into some activities with other kids outside of preschool to help her social skills along before she starts school next year. The problem is, every daytime event happens at the same time as my 18 month old's nap. I feel like I'm constantly choosing between helping the four-year-old's mm. development and letting my baby sleep when she wants to, which is more important. Mm.
1: Yeah, I get that. It's always a juggle when there's more than one child. Um, and the same will happen with school pickup and school drop-off. That will always be in, during someone's sleep. So um, yeah, absolutely a juggle. Can The first idea is can the 18-month-old sleep um, mobile? So going out in the pram or let, let her sleep in the car um the other thing is very shy four-year-old and wanted to get into some activities I guess there's other ways to encourage her just to be around people and to be in that social setting and I guess it doesn't have to be activities um especially if they're obviously conflicting with um your own schedule so you know you can just bring her to the shops to cafes just being around people and I guess with um We want to be careful that we don't push too hard with shy four-year-olds. It's got to be at her pace. And as long as you're with her in these social settings, she's going to feel safe enough to gently kind of explore the world and get to know um, the different social settings and people um, around her. The other idea is can we invite any friends over for play? So can we hold tea parties or something at home? Have you got a backyard that her and a a couple of friends could play in? Um, Invite mum friends over who have kids as well. Um, I guess it doesn't have to be particularly an activity, does it? As Mm. long as it's just around people and encouraging her um, to see the world outside her home is going to help her.
0: Yeah. Good luck with that, Miriam. Mm -hmm. Our next question comes from Amina in Townsville. She says, we have a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old. Life is easy Mm. but since the birth of our youngest I feel like my it feels like my husband and I are simply existing as roommates I can't remember the last time we had a conversation that wasn't about scheduling or the kids are there any tips (laughs) I'm not seeing that I can use to bring back the romance romance what's that (laughs) Uh, no, I know what you mean. I know it, it could be so easy
1: to just kind of find a new norm. You just create a new norm where it is just like, can you get me that? Can you do that? Can you pick up the milk? Um, the thing is with when life is so busy with little ones, we have to be really conscious about carving out this time. So it's the same with self-care, um, but carving out time with your partner has to be like a conscious decision that you both make and to make it happen. So whether that means organizing the babysitter, finding the time because there's never time right it's always going to mm. be too hard you're not you're going to be too tight so you've got to figure out I guess firstly what do we need to do do we need to go out on a date or do we just need to get a takeaway one night and get the kids to bed as early as possible whatever it is but yeah definitely consciously implement this because time doesn't just present itself you'll you'll no. be ac- <laughs> well acquainted with that now it doesn't so mm. you really have to be strong and find it and commit to it, both of you.
0: I think one of the things that I've always thought was a good idea, and my sister and I had it happening for a very short <laughs> period of time, mm. was um, with siblings, we would, so she and I would swap babysitting Love and we'd it. say that we'd do it, we, we said definitely it'll be this day every month or two months. Oh, beautiful. Uh, yeah, I reckon it lasted for maybe two months. Yeah. But you're reminding me now, Mina, that I need to do that too. There's possibilities. Yeah, see, it is about
1: actually bringing it to the forefront of your mind and yep. committing to it. Um, otherwise, it just slips by you. Um, and, you you know, I'm sure you both understand where each other is at. And while your kid's are young, life is a bit like that. So, mm. again, let's think about our expectations. It's not going to be kind of. Romeo and Juliet style when the kids are, are young. But, you know, there's little things that you can do as well, like just hand-holding and cuddles, um, making sure you kiss each other goodbye um, at the beginning of the day and the end of the day, um, kiss each other hello and just little things like that just to keep the little spark alive. And then when there's time, when you make the time, um, then you can really commit to kind of putting um,
0: that kind of intimacy back in the relationship. Yeah, definitely. Definitely needs Mm. to be planned. I'm right. A mental note. (laughs) Talk to sister. (laughs) Uh, We have a question here from Susie in Cairns. She says, I have two kids under three and bedtime is an absolute debacle Mm. I feel like I limp over the dinner bath finish line and then I just need them to go down at a normal hour so I can zone out or actually have a conversation with my husband but my nearly three-year-old needs someone to pat him to sleep and my one-year-old is going through a regression so it gets to 8 30 and we're both completely exhausted and often I'm falling asleep in bed with Mr. Three only to drag myself into my own bed hours later with no child-free time I just need some advice advice on getting them on a schedule that works Mm,
1: look it sounds like you're doing a really good job actually your three-year-old needs someone to pat him to sleep so common um it sounds like you're doing exactly what little person wants and needs um it sounds like both you and hubby are doing this working together in that um bedtime zone to help with both kids because both kids need you and there's not a lot we can do about that so I guess we just have to be kind of a couple of steps ahead of the game to stay sane um, one idea I guess is to start the whole thing a bit earlier since it does seem to drag out um, so you know I, I think I've used I went through a stage of doing dinner at 4 30 4 30 p.m <laughs> um, you can skip the bath if you want to I know routine's important and structure's important but there's no rules that say you have to do it you can choose easier ways if you want to if you just need that little break Um, I guess hiring help could be an option even if it's like you know once a month once a week or something like that just to give um, give you some extra help if if it is a debacle it does sound like it's a lot of work Um, and yeah as far as the schedule goes find a time that works for you if it's kind of stretching out into that 8.30 zone. And I know what you mean. Like you're just dog tired at that point. Who who wants to talk to anyone after that? Um, but maybe you could, maybe it's about kind of bringing the whole thing a bit earlier so that you can finish closer to seven thirty eight rather than 8, 8, 8, 8, 8.30. Um, that would be my best advice, I think. But yeah, it's just, it's a really normal thing for bedtime to be chaos, I suppose, with little ones, especially when you've got the regression. There's not a lot we can do about a three year old that needs that extra help to get to sleep. It's Comfort- really common. Yeah. And they do grow out of it, don't they? <clears throat> yeah, they grow out of it. And, you know, the most important thing is that someone's there for them. And maybe, you know, this could be a stage that you could try and phase it out over the next few weeks to months so that you can get your time back. Um, but there's possibilities there for sure, just to make
0: it make it a little bit easier and not completely exhausted. This next question comes from Irina in Sydney. I love being at home with my kids and with three kids under five, there doesn't seem to be a lot of financial reason for me to go back to work mm-hmm. as the daycare fees would be more than I would earn. Mm-hmm. Next year, however, my husband thinks I should go back to work at least part time because our eldest will have started school. But I don't feel ready to give up being a stay at home mum and I want to the youngest at least another year or two at home with me what is your advice yeah I understand
1: that I can understand both points of view um it sounds like your husband's just thinking practically and to him it makes sense just to step back into the workforce um while one when one kid goes to school and you know that does make sense but it when we're not talking on an emotional level here so he might not understand the emotional level which is sounds like where you're at Um, if you're not ready you need to tell him that and you need to tell him um, explain you know what what's happening for you and why you want to stay at home and kind of find out what his thinking is all about too Um, if it's about finances maybe um, there's other options working at home options or working around um, the family that might be an option too but it does sound like you need to kind of be on the same page. It sounds like he's on the kind of practical page and you're on the oh, but yeah, <laughs> you know, that emotional yeah. heart led page, and both of them are fine. You just need to have a chat about it to kind of air each other's opinions. Yeah, would you say,
0: yeah, and I think that, um, the other thing that is hard for people to understand is when they're little that period is quite quick. I mean, I remember even being on maternity leave with my first and I'm I was off for about a year as a freelancer and I was talking to my sister mm. going, oh, I'm not working and this is I'm mm. really scared I'm not going to have work and she was like, you know what? you're probably going to work until you're about 60, 70, maybe even 80 these days. She said one year is not going to make a difference. Mm. And um, I guess it's true. It's, it's absolutely true what Karina is saying as well is that, you know, you have to have that conversation if you really need the money. But it sounds like if you're going back part-time and you're going to have the eldest at school, in school or and then... in daycare, you you know, you still, if they're in school, you still have to drop them off and pick them up. How <gasps> much work true. can you do for six hours? That's true.
1: And know. you know, yet yeah, you're going to be paying daycare fees for the others. So yeah. does it make a difference going to work? Yeah. One day a week or two days a week. So but yeah, I, do have a chat about yeah. what each
0: other's needs are and see if you can find a, a solution that meets both needs. Yeah. Uh, this is a comment from Carla on Facebook. Facebook, She says, I find the hardest thing is staying in touch with friends. Having same age kids, it's hard with appointments, etc. Yeah, I get that, Carla. I mean, i think from my perspective uh the friendships i have are what have pulled me through some of the hardest times but i found that um it, it it sounds so cliche but it gets so much easier as the kids get older mm. and what i found was just mucking in like when you know, the kids are the same age Just going to a park or going somewhere, a gated park when they're that young, but going somewhere where they're contained um, is the best way to connect with other mums. You don't get to have the conversations that you had that's just still- mum
1: life as well isn't it like, yes you just have to take what you can get <laughs> Um unless you have the energy and inclination to organize the girls nights out and yeah breakfast dates and things like that on the weekend which yeah. is another option but um yeah. yeah i agree i love the gated park I, there's um a group of mums for after school for school aged kids. There's a group of mums at my school and every Friday afternoon they all head down to the park just around the corner from school, let the kids run amok, mark, and someone gets champagne out. Oh my god. And they god, just have a I little not that. not like crazy drinking or anything, but snacks come out and champagne. Yeah. So there is that like gossip time connection time. The kids are fine. Um it's all before dinner, so it's a nice little time kind of niche there so there's options there and I love yeah But mm. this is what's so good about parks parks aren't just for kids
0: no they're, <laughs> they're for not connection too you know just make sure that you're hiding the champagne yeah it
1: <laughs> wouldn't be a yeah, good look will, it? you know be, be mindful of don't context. drink it out of the bottle you know coffee's fine that's you know
0: yeah and it, it is interesting because I think when my kids were were smaller so mine are now um my son just turned seven and my daughter's nine so obviously it's a lot easier for me to catch up with my friends now um, and when they were smaller it was I just didn't know how anyone found time for anything so life was just (laughs) them Um, but I always found when I could connect with my friends so I wouldn't I had less time with my friends but I made sure that Mm. when I had time if they said do you want to bring the kids if it was just a one-on-one catch-up I'd be like no I'm going to leave them alone leave them at home leave yours at home so that we can talk just this once even if it's once every six months that would fill my cup and I'd be like you keep know, it going. keep you going Absolutely. and in between have the ones where you're all mm. running, all the kids are running wild and you start one sentence and then yep. you go somewhere yep. else. And that, that yep. was what got yep. me through. I don't know if that helps. Definitely. Carla.
1: That one-on-one time, it helps you reconnect with the person you are as well as yeah. like, behind the mum.
0: That's so true. And that's
1: so healthy for you. Then you go
0: back home better and ha- and happier. And nicer to, to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, good comment though, Carla. It is hard. Mm. The next question comes from Donna in Geelong. She says, "Do you have any miracle hacks for getting out the door with a 2 and 4 year old before 7:30 a.m. Ouch. Jeez. I feel like it's miracle. a miracle. <laughs> yeah,
1: the word miracle kind of That sums it up, doesn't it? it. It's not going to happen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's a constant struggle, but do to do the commute, that's the it latest is, yeah. we can do it." Oh Help.
1: my gosh. If you're getting out the door with two kids anytime around 7.30, you're the miracle,
0: yes. lady. You are doing brilliantly.
1: That is so hard. So I imagine you have to get up really early. I'm sure you, you're smart. You're already doing all the packing the night before and doing as much, getting your clothes ready, their clothes ready the night before. Um, if anything, I would actually give, give yourself a pat on the back. You're doing excellent. It is hard. You know, two-year-olds are going to have tantrums. Four-year-olds are going to lose their shoes. I guess you're just going to need to have – give yourself plenty of time. Again, keep your expectations realistic. Is um, someone helping you? It's hard to – it doesn't really suggest there that you have your partner at home. But if they are, they need to get on board too and help you out. What would you say, Chef? Is there anything
0: else there
1: Um, you recommend?
0: I would definitely say uh, what I've found helpful in the mornings, Mm -hmm. apart from being really regimented in terms of what time I wake up. Even, Mm -hmm. I mean, the kids need to wake up at a certain time. So much about us. So, what time I wake up, making sure that I've sorted my stuff. But you know what actually really helps me is having a really good soundtrack. Wherever we're going, I mean, it sounds like I don't know if you're in the car or if you're in a bus, but if you're in a car, having music that will chill both you and the kids out for the commute, um, I've found that you can you ground
1: yourself. And yeah, your yeah, ground
0: yourself, and then also I rem- we were only going to work the other work for me, school for the kids the other day, and my daughter was having a really rough morning, which meant we were all having a rough morning, mm. and she was crying, and so I put on her favorite song. Which isn't necessarily my favorite mm, song. Mm. It's Kenny Rogers, The Gambler. Oh, I know, very nice, yeah. old <laughs> very old school. I'm blaming one of the kids at school for that. They put yep. her onto it, but immediately that reset her. She had to sing, tears dried up. And If you can do that for yourself mm, as well, like mm. a song that you enjoy, and let, and it doesn't, it doesn't have to be the Wiggles. I mean, bless them, they're great, but that doesn't always oh, very calm chill. you down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> unless
1: the kid's being calm, then calms you down. Exactly. In which case, just put it on.
0: And Have a soundtrack to, to help you once you're in the, <laughs> yep, the car yep. and that can help to reset I love the day. That.
1: I love that. And on that same kind of token, maybe some incentives to get the kids in the car. Like you yeah. could plant a toy in their seats and say, let's go, you could make it a game. Let's go see what, what's waiting in your car seat this time. And that might actually get them moving a bit faster and you yeah. could change it day by day, a toy, um, a snack, whatever, a drink,
0: make it a game. yeah. And once you reframe how you think about it, Mm -hmm. because I have struggled with mornings for nine years Mm -hmm. um, and it was, it's always hectic, especially if you're going to work as well, it's always stressful. But if I, I managed to reframe it in a way, it sounds cliche, but I managed to start at certain periods when it got really hard. I would think actually this is my time with my kids. Like this is a time where I get to be just with them and we we're kind of hanging out okay we're hanging out in traffic but they're still they're talking to me Mm -hmm. we're singing Mm -hmm. we're laughing we're telling stories and that if I reframed it that way it became less of that relentless oh my god here we go again how am I going to get them and especially when you've got two drop-offs or three (laughs) double drop-off can just (laughs) make you feel like you want to cry but just simply thinking okay this is my time with them and it's actually now sometimes I stop in the car and I look at them and I'm like wow you're mine (laughs) do you get those moments I can't believe you're my children yeah how did you get to be so big yes absolutely so maybe reframing for yourself as well can help with that yeah yeah absolutely and my last little trick
1: is that works for me sometimes is Tell if I have to be out the door at 8 for example I change it to 7:45 <laughs> just cuz I'm always going to be 10 minutes late but I'm not late I'm early so that's my that's my personal hack That is awesome Yeah yeah come on at 7:45 7:45 watch or even put paint your clocks fast so that you're always early all our clocks are wrong They're all really fast so we never we're very rarely late now <laughs>
0: Oh I love that that's so clever Um this is a question from Jade on Facebook tips to decrease screen time with five and four year old in the afternoon when parents need to make dinner etc and kids are tired from school and kindy oh haven't we all been there <laughs> yeah look I might be
1: like a bit have an unpopular opinion here but I don't mind screen time in the afternoon Oh, I'm so glad you said home. that because
0: I was like, gonna say oh she's gonna say no screen no, time
1: Oh no no it's funny because I was talking to a mum yesterday A client of mine who was like, you know, the screen time and the rules. And I was like, but whose rule is it? Whose rules are they? And she said, societies. And I said, but you don't have to make it your rule. You've got to make it work for you. So look, for starters, kids who are at school and kindy work hard all day. They need to zone out. They need to chill. So a little bit of screen time is fine while you are getting ready and with dinner ready. Like it's, it's what else, you know, you're already doing a focused task, you need your focus there. Let them have their chill time and then, you know, I don't see anything wrong with that. So I wouldn't worry about it. No,
0: me neither. Yeah. I mean, when they get older, you can ask them to help you mm. with dinner. Oh. You can and it also depends. Um, so when my kids were this age, we were living in an apartment block. So I couldn't just ask them to go out and play. Yeah. Um and also children sometimes don't want to, but um you know that whole idea about the friday afternoon when we when you went to the park the school mums go to the park we have something similar mm. where they get to run around a bit before they get home and then when yep. they're home yep. i'm like straight on the telly i don't i don't have yeah. a problem with it Yeah, and if you're thinking about the time it takes to cook dinner it's maybe an hour i don't know it's okay
1: they've That's been working fine. hard all day doing all their creative things and all their gross motor activities and all that yeah. stuff i would say cut yourself some slack and don't worry too much about it um i love that idea get some energy out before you get home you could also just put a cap on it like give them a yeah. snack and say right half an hour of tv while you do some dinner prep and then if that makes you feel better just yeah. put a cap on it
0: see look at me i'm like an hour more
1: <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Look, i'm not the parenting coach though look, at the end of the day it has to be what works for you and your unique family
0: don't yes. worry about society's rules definitely yeah and it does take a while to get that out of your head because I'm the same Mm. like I sometimes look at them and God help me, we gave our son a Nintendo Switch for his birthday. So we're going to be fighting that fight, Jade, for a long time. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, I don't know that it's realistic to assume children won't be on screens. That's the world we live in. Um, Mm. And you just got to pick your battles, I think, as well.
1: I'm a big fan of
0: choosing battles. Mm. Yeah, you're going to have plenty of battles with a four and (laughs) five-year-old as they get older. Bless. Yeah, let them have their chill zone. Mm. That's fine. And, you know, the other thing I think as well for me in this age group and even older, for me, the important thing was, and again, this is specific to your family. My thing is always reading at bedtime. Like, mm. That is my big time that I want. Mm. That's what I want my kids to have. If mm. they've got, t- I don't care if they have telly in the afternoon, mm. but as long as either myself or my husband is lying down next to them, reading them a story, they're getting Beautiful. off the screen right before bed. Mm-hmm. And that's great for their um, literacy skills as mm-hmm. well. Having mm-hmm. you read to them, um, then you've evened it out as well
1: so don't forget you're doing all that stuff as well yeah
0: yeah yeah cut yourself some slack you're doing great yeah Mm. okay uh i'm gonna try and squish in one last question let's do it uh this is from micah i have a four-year-old with special needs who's just started preschool his extra help includes speech therapy therapy, and occupational therapy, and a specialized school readiness course. I feel like I'm almost constantly at some appointment or another for him. I'm so happy that the help is available, but the problem is my two-year-old has to be dragged along to these sessions as well because my husband works long hours. I feel guilty like I'm not giving them equal attention. How do I make sure my two-year-old's needs are met while providing the extra help my four-year-old needs?
1: well, you're doing a beautiful job, making sure your four-year-old gets all that beautiful attention. The good news about your two-year-old is they don't have huge needs to be doing particular activities because they're with you. So you're the center of the universe. So that's fabulous. And they're so easy to entertain. So you can bring snacks along. You can have a little picnic in the waiting room or something, bring their favorite toys, bring the books along, or an audio book or something that you can play together. Um, It's two-year-olds aren't going to be fussy and complain that they're bored if you're doing stuff with them because you're entertaining and perfect and wonderful so i wouldn't worry too much about two-year-old um there's not a lot you can do about it um your two-year-old's needs is really just to connect with you and be with you um so just bring yeah that's my advice just make it bring along convenient stuff to keep them happy um and that's connection and attention with them
0: Yeah. Mm. Well, that was lovely and very concise, and we finished (laughs) right on time. So, thank you, Karina. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And if you didn't get to ask your questions, you can book a one on one session with Karina through Babyology's Parent School. There'll be links in this Facebook Live and in the podcast. We will be back next week talking about fussy eating with dietitian and pediatric nutritionist, Dr. Jen Cohen. So, if you have any questions for Jen, don't forget to add them to the Facebook helpline helpline group so the links are again in the notes of this episode i'm siobhan hunt see you then. Bye. Bye. feed play love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me siobhan hunt i'd love to hear from you so if you'd like to get in touch email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au see you next time